Good day, everybody. And this is Gerard Fox. And I have The Verdict is In. And this is a consumer service. We don't charge a subscription fee and we don't have commercials. This is for everyone. This is knowledge. It's not political. It's not angry. Knowledge is power. No one can ever take that knowledge away from you. So I'm pumping into you on your iPhone, anywhere that you can get it, in the inner city, in the older person's convalescent home, at college, in the CEO boardroom, in the tech company, all around the world. We have listeners all around the world. And thank you. Information, and I promise to always bring you guests that are going to make you grow as a human being, have a better look at life, the business, help others, and help yourself and your nutrition and your body. And I want to tell you that if you feel that you're not special or someone doesn't care, that's wrong. I care. And you are special. And I want to tell you before we start here, if you're a heavy set person or overweight, I started this law firm and every time I had stress, I ate and I got up to 261 pounds. I was 178 when I started and I was there for a long time in that, you know, and you know, you look in the mirror and you start to have a hard time bending down and you wonder, how did I ever get here? And I'm 60 years old. How will I ever get down? And then I had a doctor who told me, look, you're vegan, but you're eating all the wrong vegan foods. You're eating desserts late at night. You're knacking. You're throwing your stress into food. And she said, you also have stomach problems and those are caused by gluten and, and processed sugar. Stop eating them and you'll sleep well at night. It will also help you with your weight and start slowly on a treadmill, walking two days a week and then running. I'm now running five days a week. I'm down to 231 pounds. I've already lost 30 pounds in nine weeks. It's not a diet. Uh, and this is going to tie into what Jonathan Baylor, who's an amazing, very important, cherished guest, is going to talk about, which is you know the difference between eating high nutritional food that sets your body get back to your you know weight that you want to be. And by the way, it'll make you feel better about yourself, but it'll also make you feel healthier and you'll have more energy. So listen carefully to what Jonathan's going to say. Jonathan Baylor is the founder, CEO, and executive chef of the Inc. 500 fastest growing metabolic healing and diabetes treatment company. It's impressive. SANE, S-A-N-E, solution. He founded the field of wellness engineering and authored the New York Times bestseller, The Calorie Myth. Go get that book. Get it on Amazon. Read it. It's full of information we'll, we'll touch on. And The Set Point Diet starred in and produced the award-winning movie, Better, D-E-T-T-E-R. We're all able to be better, feel better, look better. And he registered over 26 patents, has spoken to Fortune 100 companies and TED conferences for over a decade, and created the best-selling brain, gut, hormone, supplements, Vita, Viscera 3, Lumine, and Amaya. His work has been endorsed and implemented by top doctors from Harvard Medical School, John Hopkins, and the Mayo Clinic, the Cleveland Clinic, and UCLA. Jonathan lives outside of Seattle with his wife, Angela, and his daughters. And, and let me, Jonathan, how do you say her name? Avia? Avia, yes. Yes, Avia. What a great name. And Kira. For more information about Jonathan's work on postbiotics supplements, make sure to visit SANE, S-A-N-E, Solution. Now, Jonathan, I first want to start with, man, this is, you are very informed about nutrition, the body, about supplements. 
how, how did you start your journey in this direction? My journey started when I was very young. I had a, a tragic experience with my grandfather that set me out or lit a fire inside of me to try to figure out ways to avoid needless human suffering. And that evolved into me eventually becoming a personal trainer because I got very involved in uh, nutrition and exercise. And while become while I was a trainer, I had an experience that then shifted the course of my entire life. I, at that time, was an athlete and I was trying to transform my body, but not having success. And I know this might sound a little bit uh, like, oh, poor you, but you know, I was trying to get bigger and I couldn't. And I was one of those guys, full transparency, that when there were people who were struggling with their weight, you know, I was I was that trainer at the gym saying, you know, you just need to exercise more and eat less. You just need to exercise more and eat less. Just try harder. Come on, what's going on? But I was sitting aside, I was sitting across the desk from someone. I was like 18 or 19 at the time. And this woman was superhuman, right? She was like, I believe she was an attorney. <laughs> so close to home. And she was, you know, mother, an attorney, and someone who struggled with her health, struggled with her weight. And I knew that she was eating 1,200 calories a day as I had prescribed. I knew that she was exercising so much that it was taking her away from her family, so not, not healthy levels. And she looked at me across the desk at Bally Total Fitness, where I was a trainer at the time, and she said, Jonathan, what's wrong with me? And in that moment, I kind of broke because I had this model in my head that was shattered, which was if people would just eat less and exercise more, people would just try harder they could you know, overcome their, their health issues. And I realized that ironically, not only is that not true, but I personally proved that it wasn't true because I was eating 6,000 calories a day at that time in an effort to get bigger and I couldn't. So I was sitting across the table from someone who I told to eat 1,200 calories a day, was doing so, not getting smaller, while I was eating 6,000 calories a day and not getting bigger. So we were both trying harder and neither one of us were getting the results we wanted. So I was had the good fortune of being raised by two very loving and brilliant college professors as parents. Oh, wow. Hey, let's out about that. These are people <laughs> who want to look for answers, not argue, but yeah. think about issues. So go ahead. And they said- This is a fascinating story. Oh, thanks. <laughs> they said, Jonathan, like, where are you getting your information from? And it boiled down to you know, I, what, what I was taught as a trainer. I didn't actually go to the source. My parents said, you're like, why don't you go to the source? Why don't you actually look up the actual research? I'm a very geeky kid. I started my professional career after being a trainer uh, by being a senior program manager at Microsoft. So I'm an engineer by trade. So when my parents asked me to do that and I had access to academic resources, that set me on this 10-year odyssey to essentially read what ended up being about 1,300 research papers from everything from neurobiology, how the brain works, gastroenterology, how the gut works, endocrinology, how your hormones work, to try to understand why some people like me couldn't gain weight no matter how much they ate. Other people like my clients couldn't lose weight no matter how much they ate and basically why this calorie math just wasn't working. How the harder we've tried to be healthy, the sicker we've been become as a culture, right? There's never been a time where we've been mo more focused on diet and exercise. It's on everyone's mind. And studies show that about 70% of women specifically at any point in time are on some sort of a diet. 
Yet as a culture, about 70% of us are overweight and one in every three of us are diabetic or pre-diabetic. So how is it that the harder we're trying, the sicker we're getting? Well, the long and the short of it is after working with all these top doctors and researchers that what we've been told is wrong. It's just flat wrong, flat out wrong. You don't need to eat less and exercise more. You don't need to focus on the quantity of what you're doing. You need to focus on quality. So it's not eat less, exercise more. It's eat better and exercise smarter. And that's a fundamentally different approach. And it yields a fundamentally different result. Well, that is, and I'll just tell you, because um, I'm going to talk to the audience, look, when you're 60 years old and you have a, the weight of a small child that's extra on your body, you might just want to give up. When my doctor looked at me and said, Jerry, you know, look, you're just going to stop having gluten and processed sugar. Now you take those two things out and nothing that comes in a bag. I want you to eat whole foods. Well, I started to find myself eating and I love olives. I can eat those. I can eat, I can eat every vegetable under the sun, squash, kale, you name it. I was having salads. And, you know, she told me to take the exercise moderately, which I've been doing, and the weight's flown off. So, you know, I walked into a place where the, where, and, and then I watched Jonathan's movie, and we're going to get into this concept called set point. But without even knowing that, I realized that, you know, if I ate a certain way, very nutrient dense, very healthy food, which were, which by the way, very hard to find at a restaurant because they'll chunk it up with salt and sugar and, and other uh, syrupy stuff, which might taste good, but not great. So if you can just you know, go to your farmer's market and pile on the veggies and eat a lot of salads, and you know, some people are going to eat chicken or fish. I'm personally going to try to save the ocean and save the animals, but that's just my own thing. But Jonathan, let's talk about what it means to eat the right food, because I have a group of people out there, I'm sure they're listening, and they're going to try to go to your website and fill their grocery cart up with that stuff. And here's the kicker. And I want you to talk about this. You know, my wife has always eaten high nutritional dense food and she'll always say, I'm making this amazing salad for myself for dinner. And they look great and they have a lot of colors and it's all, but I think, God, that food's going to be so horrible. Now that I've been eating it, my body's craving it, craving the food that I used to think was boring. I don't even understand how that's happening. So let's pick it up with what is the right food? How, when you start eating it, you may not like it. How does your body end up craving it? What is a set point? How does this all work? Because you studied this. You, you are a genius. So let's roll it out, man. Thanks, Jerry. The first thing I really just want to highlight is you were very blessed and fortunate to when you went to a doctor, the doctor advised you to change what you're eating and not just to eat less of what you were currently eating. Because unfortunately, especially for individuals who are 50 or older, especially if they're female, the advice that they've been given since they were like six years old is it doesn't matter what you eat, just don't eat too much of it. And that is fundamentally wrong. And that is fundamentally the cause of obesity and diabetes. It is absolutely the case that what you eat not how much you're eating is the key because when you eat the right foods, it's impossible to overeat. So what are the right foods? So that's, again, that's the key thing. And that's what's been the crux of the past 15 years of my life is if you go on the street and you ask 10 people, what is a healthy food? You're going to get 10 different answers, right? Because someone might define healthy as well. It's, 
keto foods are healthy or organic foods are healthy or vegan foods are healthy or kosher. What does healthy even mean? Well, fortunately, there is a four factors that the scientific community agrees on completely. And they're abbreviated using the acronym SANE. So these are the four factors that define if a food is actually going to heal you or if a food is going to harm you. The first factor is called satiety. This is how quickly a food fills you up and how long it keeps you full. So for example, you may have heard of the potato chips Pringles and their tagline is once you pop, you can't stop. They're literally telling you if you eat these calories, you will be hungrier. <laughs> this food not only doesn't fill you up, it makes you hungrier. Once you pop, you can't sorry, got to interrupt. I'm going to say something very important here because I'm going to tie in because we're going to run with this. Footnote in the 50s and 60s, when smoke, uh, tobacco companies were being sued for cigarettes and saw the end or the, the, the lessening coming. They invested in labs all throughout this country to figure out how they could find the exact point in what are called convenience foods, potato chips, all this stuff that you find that's in a box or a bag in the store, how they could load it with sugar and salt and get you addicted to the food. So you the, the, just know that the food companies out there that sell you something you might say organic potato chips, real potato chips, they want you addicted. And, and, and huh, a friend of mine brought me through Whole Foods and said, uh, look at all this stuff. Uh, you know, if a guy goes to a doctor and they say eat a lot of green stuff like Brussels sprouts, well, their Brussels sprouts has freaking sugar in it. Sugar in Whole Foods, a salad bar. So I had just had to say that, I had to get it out. But so go on with that because, you know, man, you know, you just hit on a huge point. It's even deeper than that. We could have a whole show on it, right? Because like Kraft is owned by the same holding company that owns Philip Morris. So they're actually the same company nowadays. Most people don't know that. But anyway, I digress. So satiety, aggression. So how foods affect your hormonal balance varies wildly, wildly what happens from a hormonal perspective. So you got S, satiety, A, aggression, N, nutrition. So the amount of vitamins, minerals, amino acids, fatty acids, basically stuff that you need to live that come in 100 calories of broccoli is radically different than the amount of that stuff found in 100 calories of potato chips. 100 calories is not 100 calories when it comes to how much essential nutrition it provides to you. So that's the S, satiety, the A, aggression, the N, nutrition, and the E is efficiency. So without getting too technical, there are three basic sources of calories. They're called macronutrients, carbohydrate, protein, and fats. Those three substances are can be turned into fat much more or less efficiently by your body. If your goal is to not have excess fat on your body, eating foods that your body cannot store efficiently as fat is a good idea. So we've got satiety, S, aggression, A, N, nutrition, E, and efficiency, abbreviates as the acronym SANE. Now, I want to be really clear. You can't go to the grocery store and find the sane aisle and the insane aisle. Maybe someday we'll get a licensing agreement in place. Maybe Jerry can hook that up for us, but you know, not yet. So here's the higher level guidance. Non-starchy vegetables, nutrient-dense protein, whole food fats, and low fructose fruits in that order are the sanest foods in the world. And to make it easy for you, they're the things sold on the outside of the grocery store, not the inside aisles. Yeah. You know, I have uh, vegan friends that are very into nutrition, and he brought me into a store and he said, Jerry, everything in the middle, don't buy. And, and I said, well, what does that leave? And he said, well, it leaves 
Whole Foods, you know, which is the name of the store that we're in right now, Whole Foods. The rest of it is, and, and let me, can I ask you, Jonathan, when you talk about aggression, one of the things, and I'm going to be very honest on this show, because I want to throw myself out there, people, so some of you want to hide it. When, you, when, you get, when you're heavy in weight and you're not eating right, you think this is your destiny. Not. And you get embarrassed about it. Don't be. You're in this race with all of us, right? And we're all going to get better. This is what the show's about. So don't be. You know, one day at a time, you'll be great. I noticed that when I was off of sugar, I was a calmer person. That I that I was much. I was able to sleep better, and I was less snappy. Why is that? Sugar, processed, refined sugar, is absolutely toxic. I love. I forget which medical doctor said this. But the medical doctor said, and I, this is profound, that if sugar was introduced, like if sugar was, if a pharmaceutical company tried to issue sugar as if it were a drug, it would immediately be banned and outlawed because of the negative health consequences it, caught, it, it results in. Like it is excess sugar consumption will literally kill you. It causes, it activates the same opiate responders uh, uh, receptors in your brain that heroin and cocaine uh, activate, obviously to a lesser extent. It makes your blood sugar levels go crazy bonkers. It destroys the bacteria in your gut that keep you healthy. It causes inflammation in your brain, which literally uh, prohibits your neurons from doing what they need to do to function. Consuming excess processed sugar is toxic. It is analogous to consuming excess alcohol. It is analogous to consuming excess cigarettes. There is no, we don't tell people, for example, just smoke shorter cigarettes. There is no amount of cigarettes that is good for you in moderation. It doesn't exist. There is no amount of processed sugar that is good for you in moderation. Will smoking one cigarette a day give you lung cancer? I don't know, but it's not a good idea. Will eating any amount of processed sugar kill you? I don't know, but it's toxic and you will be healthier and happier if you avoid it. Yeah. Now I should tell you again, I'm just giving my personal experience, you know, and I've been noticing I have grandkids now, you know, and I see some of my kids, you know, will give the uh, child a, a, some blueberries, whole food, natural food. Some of them will give them a cookie. And I think some of us very young got turned on during what I call the convenience generation, where things were about convenience, to sugar. And, you know, you think you're, and I will tell you, at least the way I thought, like, I had a really hard day today and I crushed it. I deserve a big ice cream. Now, if, like, there's an addiction quality to that, and if you're an addict, well, sugar will definitely fly through your system. Just And by the way, wine, as much as you might love it, filled with sugar. So, you know, got to realize that too. Sugar's in a lot of things. You know, so I would consider that my reward. But honestly, I've come to learn what Jonathan's saying. If I said I had a great day and I crushed it, I'm going to go in the garage and I'm going to drink a little uh, shot glass of gasoline. I'd be like, what the heck? No, man, that's going to kill me. Same thing with sugar. Same thing with sugar. You've just been addicted on it since you've been a kid. And it does. And I'm going to tell you, when I got off of it for like the first six weeks, I had to had have some withdrawals. It's funny, but when I saw sugar for those first six weeks and I wasn't trying to eat it, I got pulled towards it, almost like a magnet. My body was craving it. And then when I got it out of my system, which it's out now, I can walk by cupcakes that are on vegan cupcakes that are in the middle of Whole Foods, and I don't think twice about them. Now, how does that work where your body 
you know, one moment's craving it, but then you stop eating it. It's out of your system. Does sugar and this stuff get out of your system so that you now it's out? Yeah, it's absolutely an addiction. So there's been tremendous work done at the University of Florida and Princeton that are already showing the addictive properties of sugar. And if you don't like just anecdote, it's very simple to test this for yourself. So I'll just, I'm going to pick another food at random. I know you're a vegan, so this won't resonate with you necessarily. But for example, if you ask someone to just never eat chicken again, they won't get the shakes when they stop eating chicken. They won't get a headache behind one of their eyes. They won't become, they'll just be like, all right, I'll eat something else. Just try not to eat sugar for a week and tell me it's not addictive. You'll get the shakes. You'll get a headache. You'll feel terrible. You'll feel like you'll feel if you try to give up nicotine or if you chronically drink and you try to give up drinking. It's because sugar is uniquely psychoactive. It is activating the same dopamine and serotonin receptors in your brain as other opiate-like substance. Sugar is a low-grade opioid. Like That is a fact. So it is a low-grade opioid. So the same reason that heroin is not easy to give up at a lower dose, at a lower level of severity, sugar is that way. But here's the promising thing, Jerry, as you mentioned, once you get off processed sugar, and by the way, getting off sugar is the not is not the same thing as getting off sweets. You can absolutely enjoy the taste of sweets without consuming processed sugar. Absolutely. And in fact, once you get off processed sugar, the day you eat a raw almond and are like, I didn't realize almonds were sweet. That's what, or you, the day you eat a baby carrot and you're like, holy crap, that's the freaking sweetest thing. I mean, I ate an orange the other day, Jerry, and I thought my brain was going to explode. I was like, holy, yes. this is so, yes, but yes, think about yeah. how powerful that is. Like when you can get the same hit. So eating a cupcake today lights up your brain. Let's say, what if you got that same hit, that same high from eating an orange? That's amazing and that's possible. So you can still have that same feeling, that same experience. I had a hard day. I still want that hit of dopamine. What if you could get it while healing yourself instead of while harming yourself? Yes. And let's just frame that. You should put those words, if you're visual, type them out in big print, tape it on your wall, your computer. I'm going to um, help myself, not harm myself. I'm going to protect my body. You know, so many people, Jonathan, I feel, uh, take better care of their car or their dog or their cat than themselves. They, you know, there's people that are going to these now very exotic food places to get perfect, refined, no sugar, no salt food for their pet. And they make sure that their car is treated and it goes back in for this and that. And only the best gasoline goes into it. But man, they just put all kinds of really bad toxins into their body. Pretty wild. Have you ever dove in? in a little bit to the psychology of why people eat and when they eat. This is, Jerry, exactly what our new movie, Better, which features some of the most amazing doctors at the Harvard Medical School, uh, it comes out in May, talks about where we, I started on this journey thinking it was a nutrition exploration. But what I quickly discovered was it was actually a shame and a misinformation ex exploration. So I won't get into the politics and the misinformation in it right now, because that wasn't your question. But ultimately, there's a moment we've noticed that when an individual really realizes what these pseudo foods do to them, and they really realize sort of maybe their perceptions of themselves and what they're worth or what they deserve, and maybe they even have the recognition you just said where they would never 
ever. Like if they saw someone feeding a dog Mountain Dew, they'd be like, stop, that's irresponsible. But if they see someone feeding a child Mountain Dew, that's okay. And they start to ask these questions in their head, which are like, wait, that doesn't make sense. It all boils down to this. You know, we we do to ourselves what we think we deserve. And this journey we've been on and what this film exposes is that so many of us don't think we deserve what we really deserve. We deserve a hell of a lot better. We deserve a hell of a lot better. Amen. 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 You know, look, I can't wait to see your movie, but I should tell you that you've just hit on a huge chord. I moved to Manhattan Beach, which is a very condensed living area in California, as opposed to Palos Verdes, where it's open. And I have my treadmill right by where my garage door opens. And I say out to every single person, have a great day, man. Have a great day. And the smile crosses their face. And they and and I'll tell everybody out there that's listening, the reason that we're pumping this out to you is all this information, some of it's about investing, some of it's about maybe you want to become an aircraft aviator and go to a top gun training school. Maybe you want to know about climate control or what's happening in the ocean to coral reef and you want to get active. But 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 the whole of this program is not to make me money, none, zero, not to make it is to get information to you so you can feel better about yourself. And part of being better is to get out of this anger zone that the world has created of you know being pissed and angry at the other person because they don't believe what you believe and pissed at this culture and pissed at that culture and eating the pablum that comes down from corporations and politicians. So you have to, you have to, and you know, start small. You deserve better and be nice. When you're nice, you get a different response. And if you're if you think you're better, you'll treat yourself better and the people around you. And to shame, the shame, you know, look, a lot of shit happens when we're younger. And there's a lot of, we all have bad moments, even if we try to hide them, and good moments. And there might have been something we did or someone did to us that causes us to think that we're not worth better. I'm here to tell you right now, you are worth better. And, you know, just say it to yourself enough times before you go to bed and when you wake up. So that you can take care of yourself. So, Jonathan, this movie sounds fascinating. Tell me more about it and what you kind of discovered. The movie's called Better. So it's very topical. <laughs> I can't believe we actually were able to, the, the domain is bettermovie.com. We, you know, I think the Lord intervened by that, the fact that that .com was even available. But we, we were fortunate enough to work with four of the top doctors in the world uh, from Harvard Medical School, as well as over 20 actual real-life people to dig into what it actually means to live better. So what this film does is first it provides this universal framework for making better decisions when it comes to food. So it's not about eat this diet or that diet or blah, blah, blah. It's just like, look, what does healthy even mean? Because we've already talked about, Jerry, it can't mean, well, it has only 200 calories. That's not the criteria. The criteria isn't also, also isn't it's organic. Because you could have organic Brussels sprouts with organic cane sugar smothered all over them, and that's salt can be organic. Every whatever, that's not the criteria. So we actually need to define what the criteria are that identify whether food is healing or harmful. We do that in the film, but much more importantly, what we identify in the film is what causes us as individuals to not choose better, and that's wow. shame. And you can know what's better, but if you don't think you deserve it. And if you are being held back by shame, 
better will always be elusive. So we also provide a tool set in this film for you to have that moment of, of revelation where you can say, I deserve better, escape from shame, and you'll be shocked at the medical and health consequences that result from that. Yes. Well, first of all, every day is a new day. Every day is a new day. And, you know, when I was a kid, there was a cult film called the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And my favorite line from it was, don't dream it, be it. In other words, you might dream of being like, you know, somebody who you think is happy and better shape, but you can be it. And, you know, really everything, I, I do big hikes up mountains, one step at a time, one step at a time. Now, I'm going to throw a couple quick questions to you as we wrap up and just, you know, people are going to have to read your books and watch your movie. When's your movie coming out, by the way? Pre-orders on iTunes exclusively May 1st, and then it is launching as an iTunes exclusive on May 25th. And by the way, I have a bunch of my clients that are listening to this, invest in this man. He is going someplace, invest in his films and invest in it because it's good for the community and be a thought leader and help make people better. Don't feed them pablum just because it makes you profits. Feed them something that makes them and the community around you, including the inner city, including the inner city, better, better. And then, you know, we're all going to be in a better place. But I'm going to throw some things at you quick. Coffee, yes or no? Depends good? what's in it. Okay, so if you junk it up with sugar, and but straight black coffee, moderate amounts, is that okay? Assuming it's not contaminated with mold, yes. It depends on the source. Okay, so, and by the way, read his book on that because you'll have to figure it out or see it in the movie. What about like, I, I just, I'm vegan, right? And there's something called just eggs and it's made by mung beans, but then you read and there's all these other ingredients in it. None are sugar and none are uh, salt, none are gluten, but it is something that's in a, it's in a plastic jar. It's not real eggs. So it should be healthier for me. And I know mung beans themselves are, are and sprouts are fantastically healthy. But if I make a omelet using this stuff, I pour out, should it be suspicious or maybe not? I don't know. Anything that you cannot find directly in nature should be approached with caution. Okay, great, great. And when a person wants some guidance on this, they can get your books where? Your books. Let's start. Anywhere books are sold. You can also just go to Sane Solution, S-A-N-E Solution.com. And we have a we have free food lists you can download. The film, I think, I mean, it's not, we, we don't set the price. It's going to be less than $20 and it tells you exactly what to do. Uh, and the book, The Calorie Myth and the Set Point Diet, you know, you can get them used for five bucks or get them from the library free of charge. And they have my life's work in them. So SaneSolution.com though is the primary website. And if a person falls, right, they have a bad day and they have some ice cream, they eat a biscuit, they eat something that's very poor nutritional value. doesn't mean you can't pick yourself back up and keep striving to be better so that your body eventually starts to crave and you get to the point, and I, I'm almost there now, where Jonathan is where you eat a regular orange that grew on a tree and it's doing the job for you. And you're, you're realizing you are giving yourself better. And when you are eating stuff from nature, you're going to start to worry about nature a little bit. Like, what are we doing to our forests? And what are we doing to our ocean? Topics for another day. Jonathan, you are a man that I admire. And by the way, everyone out there, it's not about success or failure. It's not about having some... Jonathan admits that he was wrong for years in what he was preaching. But he sat down. It, it's about self-reflection 
evaluating, listening, listening, seeing what's going on, and then, then the hike, the march, the progression forward to a better place, to a more informed place, and grow as a person. That's what this podcast is about. Share it with everyone. If you're a teacher, share it with your students in the inner city. I want them healthy and feeling better. This isn't for rich people or white people, not Latin people or not black people. It's for every human being in every country, everywhere. And it's also for an older person who's sitting there thinking, I still want to be better or of anyone who wants to just be better. And this movie is going to be fantastic. So watch it. Watch it as a family so that you can all kind of, you know, or as a group or a neighborhood, you know, and you then should start your own journey. Jonathan, you rock. This is brought to you by Gerard Fox Law. Our law firm believes in lower rates, working with small businesses, diversity. We have tons of women. And if you're going to be diverse, you have to create a workplace that is open to and comfortable for those who are diverse. Everyone have a phenomenal day. You know, I see you. And peace. Feel better. Never be ashamed. Move forward. Jonathan, awesome. Any parting words? You deserve better quality, not quantity. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.